Today's episode is brought to you by Captain Morgan, the official captain of Against All Odds. We're raising our glasses, our mugs, our steins of Captain Morgan and Ginger to all you captains out there. Whether you're a tugboat captain, captain of your intramural dodgeball team, or just live to have fun like me. You're all captains in our book. No matter how you choose to live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. I'm saying please. Captain's orders. All right. Welcome to Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. We are officially in the dog days of summer sports-wise. No hockey, no hoops. Baseball every day. Some Confederation Cup soccer. Wimbledon coming up, and wrestling. I took my sons to Raw last night. I want to thank Kristen Prouty and the WWE for hooking us up. My son Archie's a big Lakers fan. He got to go backstage and take a picture with Lonzo Ball. He was pumped about that. Lonzo and his dad, LeVar, were featured in a run-in with The Miz. And if you bet LeVar Ball to be shirtless in a WWE ring under five and a half days after his son was drafted, you won. Um... Seriously, if this basketball thing goes to shit, LeVar is going to be one of the great wrestling managers of all time. But I have no doubt his son will be a good player. We're going to discuss Lonzo and talk NBA Rookie of the Year odds. We'll dive into Major League Baseball division odds, Major League All-Star game. And I'm not doing it alone. I'm bringing in my buddies, the gurus of gambling, the wizards of wagering, the degenerate trifecta, Harry the Horse, Darren the Parlay Kid, and Brother Brian. What's up, fellas? What's going on? Hey, Sal. What's up, buddy? Harry, let's start with you. You made it back from Costa Rica. I think we had like nine to one odds that you would stay there forever. Um, how was it? We were hearing like conflicting things. Gambling yeah, I mean, wise, it, did you do well? It was great. And then at the end, I gave it away. I was up uh, about a about seven eight hundred dollars for the trip. And then the last time I went to play, it just was a nightmare. I was getting murdered. The, the 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 female pit boss kept telling me to slow down, and I was getting annoyed because when you're losing, you want them to spin the ball, and it was like a thousand degrees in the place, <laughs> and uh, and then this other female pit boss came over and started talking to me, but she didn't speak much English, and believe it, she had me feel her breasts, which was very odd. What are you talking it, about? I'm telling you, that's what happened. It really did. Like what? It, she had me. She she was telling me that she wanted to go back to the states with me, and she let me. She put her hand, grabbed my hand, and I don't know what she was doing, and she put it on her breasts. Very odd, right? Yeah, it is strange. And let, I mean, <laughs> Harry's not trying to be funny here. This is this is uh... this is this is true. But then, but then I turned. But then she left, so that a different pit boss came in and started spinning the ball when I'm playing roulette and I'm losing instead of the dealer doing it. So I'm getting annoyed, and I start yelling. At, and by the way, she was pregnant. But but I start yelling, <laughs> and uh, and before you know, and I'm because I'm getting upset. And before you know it, three security officers. Uh, were right behind me, ready to kick my ass and toss me out of the street. Like <laughs> instantly, I guess I got a little too uh, out of hand with the uh, vodkas. So I don't know I what was annoyed. I, I don't know what the. Are you sure you weren't hallucinating in a a, a non air conditioned casino? Uh, like what? maybe, maybe because then after then, then after that that night, I went back to the uh, hotel and just got like deathly sick for thirty six hours straight. Nice. So I didn't eat a thing and just drank water and. It was bad. It was bad news for thirty six hours. All right. Well, it sounds like Costa Rica is the place to be in the summer. It's a good. I'm, go, good I'm going back Thanksgiving weekend. By the way, you are. Oh yeah. Uh, it was great. 
overall. What well, t- <laughs> except for us, that? I don't. Uh, I don't know if you know if you if you're a first time listener. I have a bet with Harry. He claims he could lose 52 pounds by Super Bowl 52. If he does, I give him $5,200. If he doesn't, he has to wear nothing but a sandwich board on Hollywood and Highland uh, here in, in Hollywood that says, uh, my name is Harry Harry Hippo. I'm the fat loser who couldn't lose fat. And all doing it all while singing Daughtry songs, um, which is his workout in a pool. But now, Harry, tell us. Tell us what happened. You were two. What did you weigh in at first? Two forty six. Two forty six point eight is what we did. Okay, and you sent us an, uh, a video. Now he's weighing himself at uh, an animal hospital because he's actually getting on a scale that that cattle weigh themselves on, just to play it safe. But now, when you got off the scale after the Costa Rica trip, what what did you weigh? Well, I had to pick up dog food yesterday, so I stopped. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. I weigh currently two forty one point eight. So you lost five pounds in Costa Rica. Lost five pounds, correct? Because you were food poisoned, and you, and uh, all right, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to sue whoever's food poisoning you because they're really getting in the way of a, a good good result here with the bet. But all right, Harry's down five pounds. He has forty seven left to go. Uh, brother Brian, I got plenty of time. I got plenty of time. You do too. have a lot of time. I, I don't know if that's the right way to go about it. <laughs> right, thirty six hour sickness every now and then, but. Uh, I'll take that anytime. Brother Brian, probably uh, less of a story for for you this week, right? <laughs> no trip to uh, Costa yeah. Rica. Uh, uh, yeah, I had a, I had a really weird week. Uh, I was kind of betting everything this week, though, right? I was betting yeah. College World Series, uh, Confeder- Confederation Cup games. I was betting a tie to happen in one of the games. I was betting golf. I had speed this week, and I was betting NBA dra- draft prop parlays. But uh, I made the mistake one night to draft uh, in the NHL draft to take the under a half goalie taken in the first round. Uh, and what ended up happening is Dallas traded up to the 26th pick and took uh, a goalie there. So I lost on that one. So that's uh, it was like an all-time mm. low for me. You bet under a half a goalie chosen the first round <laughs> in the NHL draft. That is spectacular. That is really good. I will say, you like guys, you guys know how it is, though. You, yeah. you win a you win a few things. You feel like I'm unstoppable and I'm right. beatable, and then you're like, I'm just going to keep betting everything. Well, here's why it was uh, maybe better than uh, past years. I think you did the research on it. I'm sure you did, and you said like it's it's. It's 50-50 or a little bit as far as goalies go in the first round. But uh, the Las Vegas team had three picks, and they already protect, uh, They already took Flory, right? Is that right, uh, from the unprotected pool? Yeah. So you knew they, yeah, weren't, they, you knew they weren't taking a goalie. So you really had like 27 to go. I think it was a smart bet, except for the losing part, I think. It was a good, good way to go about I, it. I did spend, like, hours researching that, which is so pathetic. <laughs> you can't put a price on that. The parlay kid. Now, I hate to say this, Darren, but I think you may have jinxed your Yankees. You went all crazy about Aaron Judge, who's still still pretty hot, I would say. But your team has lost 10 of their last 13. What's going on? Yeah, so there's such a thing as a jinx in sports. We've talked about this, right? You sure. talk about, you know, you don't want to talk about a no-hitter and they – fifth inning or past, right? And in terms of uh, the Yankees, two weeks ago we talked about them. Mm-hmm. They were riding high. Since then, they uh, are have a 3-10 and ten record since the last time we talked about them. But, uh, you know, I think from a Yankee fan perspective, right, um, they're on pace for 90 wins. Mm-hmm. I think Yankee fans came into the season with kind of low expectations. I think we were hoping to see the young kids play well like Judge and Sanchez. 
uh, et cetera, and we're getting that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're still on pace for 90 wins. So I think all is good in Yankee land. I don't think any Yankee fan has gotten too cocky about this year. We're kind of just riding this season out, seeing what happens, um, and uh, we'll take it from there. But all I right. still think we're, we're still uh, okay. And we'll get to division odds, the Major League Baseball division odds, in a minute. I want to, before, though, before we say goodbye to the NBA season, uh, they came up with the NBA Rookie of the Year odds. Now, the draft, we made some bets last week. We won a few. We lost a few. Um, I had Malik Monk, what did I say, under eight, and he just disappeared. What did he go, like 12th or something, 11th? I don't know what happened uh, yeah, there. Yeah, 12th. Yeah, that was bad. But uh, Simmons and Tate, uh, they gave out some winners, like Fox over four and a half. Darren, you had some parlay. Did you have under North Carolina guys? Is that what you lost? Lost with, I think yeah, you went head to head. Yeah, Tate got me on that one. Yeah, <laughs> Bradley towards the end of that first round snuck in, or uh, my parlay would have hit. Right. But, and, uh, and then Brian, what did you have? You had something. I had uh, Mark in an over seven and a half, which was looking good. I was uh, figuring Minnesota wasn't going to take him, and then uh, the Bulls traded up. So yeah, these in-draft uh, trades are killing that too. in NBA and NHL. <laughs> but all right, so now the the Rookie of the Year odds are out. Lonzo Ball is the favorite at plus three twenty. Uh, Ben Simmons at plus three forty, right behind him. Darren Fox five to one, Fultz seven to one, Dennis Smith eight to one, Josh Jackson ten, Jonathan Isaac fifteen, uh, Tatum eighteen. Malik Monk is injured now twenty five to one. What do you guys think? Let's start with you, Harry the Horse. Where's the value in the Rookie of the Year pick? Well, you know, I was looking at this and. Uh, Dennis Smith opened at 16 to one and now at eight to one for Dallas, he fits that team real well with a pick and roll and everything. He's very agile, but at now eight to one, I'm going to pass on that. And I looked at it a lot last night and I think I came up with possibly a decent long shot, but still value in Zach Collins of the Portland trailblazers at 35 to one. Um, he will get plenty of plenty time and was a force as a freshman at Gonzaga, as we all saw, especially in the NCAA tournament. You could tell he had some, some something special without, you know, with his, like I said, his agility, his post moves, and his footwork. Uh, he shot 48% from three-point range, and his defense was extremely uh, impressive down low with block shots. But so that's my that's my long shot value sort of play. But also Lonzo at uh, plus three twenty is tough to pass up because we t- uh, you know a month ago we talked about it. What was going to happen with Lonzo and his father when D'Angelo Russell is going to be getting the bulk of the playing time? Well, Magic Johnson took care of that, and now it's open for it's open for Lonzo to get it because he'll be getting the playing time. He's the guy who's got to do the do the job and run the offense. Not a lot of guys get put into that position. So at th- at plus 320, that's probably the best play on there. And you're not going to beat the press that Lonzo Ball, not the press in terms of defense, <laughs> NBA defense, I'm saying the, the, the media coverage on Lonzo Ball is going to be insane. Oh, so if Insane he's, always. He's even like three quarters of what they hope he'll be. I think uh, – that that's why he's at the top of the list at plus three twenty, brother right. Bry. What do you say? What's the best value out there? Uh, well, I will say it's going to be hard for Collins to win Rookie of the Year when he's playing like three minutes a game. There, Harry. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right. Uh, but you know, so I, I do agree with Harry on three? the other side. I do like uh, Ball uh, plus three twenty. I mean, I think this year. I mean, this year is probably going to be the hardest Rookie of the Year to pick. Even though the last last year, I mean, Brogdon won, and who would have thought that? But. Mm-hmm. 
you're going to have to go with somebody who's going to have the ball in their hands all the time. I don't really like, aside from Simmons, I don't really like any of the forwards on this list. I don't like Jackson. I don't like Isaac. I don't like Tatum, at least in year one. Uh, for a value play, I know you were just saying before um, he's hurt right now. I know he hurt his ankle. He probably won't be playing summer ball. But mm-hmm. Monk at 25-1 to 1 is really good value because, you know, who knows? I mean, there's a good chance he could be scoring 15 to 20 points a game right away. Yeah. And he was, as of yesterday, he was just 15-1. to 1. So the fact that he went up to 25-1, to 1, I think that's a really good value there. Yeah, I think, you know, unlike most uh NBA drafts and rookie of the year listings. I think you do have like seven or eight guys are going to see like you know 20 25 minutes a game at least for for I don't I don't remember a rundown like that before. You know, Harry's Collins pick aside, yeah, there are going to be play guys playing a lot. Uh Darren, what do you think parlay kid? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I like uh I like what Brian's saying. Um but uh well, the odds have really changed. I feel like in the last uh, since the draft already, they've yeah. really uh, moved around a little bit. Um, but I think so. Uh, I'm not sure it's great value at uh, plus three forty. But I really like Ben Simmons uh, to to factor in this Rookie of the Year voting. I think just kind of being around an NBA team for a year, uh, kind of acclimating to you know the culture of the organization and the, the daily practice routine and just being around the team, uh, I think is going to help him. He's playing on an, an up-and-coming team. Uh, he's very versatile. I could see him scoring between 15 to 20 points a game, uh, and I think that should be enough to uh, to win Rookie of the yeah. Year. So yeah. I, I like Ben Simmons. Um, I, I'm not, not sure if the value is there. I don't think it's the, uh, the value you're getting from Zach Collins at uh, <laughs> at 35 to one. Um, but uh, I do like Ben Simmons. I think he's going to, uh, as long as he's healthy. We like right. Embiid, if he had been healthy this year, he would have he would have locked down that uh, Rookie of the Year. I'm going to bank on Ben Simmons being healthy and winning that uh, Rookie of the Year. This yeah, year. and they showed there's video of him dunking, so it does seem like he's on his way to uh, recovery. But yeah, I, I I had Simmons circled, and then I'm thinking. Maybe he splits votes with Fultz. That's the problem. Embiid, you know, he didn't play the whole whole year, but he split with Dario last night. We saw Bogdan on, won the uh, Rookie of the Year. I think that's the only thing getting in Simmons' way. I'm going Josh Jackson here, Harry. Your Phoenix uh, Suns, Josh Jackson. I think that I think the the odds are built in there for, as a troublemaker. I think he's like seven to one odds if there's not trouble. Not not to say that that's not something to consider, but he's a good def, good defender. He defends the wing well. He you know he gets to the rim nicely, and like it takes pressure off Devin Booker. I think they're going to be better as a team. He already makes Devin Booker better. They're already comparing the two to Dwayne Wade and LeBron, like a miniature version of a wing duo. I don't think he has to be that good to uh, be in consideration for Rookie of the Year talk at ten to one. I like Josh Jackson. All right, let's uh, let's talk simply safe here for a second because I know that's what's on everyone's mind, really. You know, guys, getting a good night's sleep is easier said than done, especially when you think you just heard a noise downstairs. You could turn on all the lights and keep watch, check your kid's bed every hour, sleep with one eye open, or, or you can rest easy 
knowing that your home and family are protected with Simply Safe. When you install your Simply Safe home security system, you're arming your home with powerful sensors that actually tell you if a door opens or if a window breaks. There's a 105 decibel siren that alerts you at the first sign of trouble and a dedicated team of security professionals watching over you 24-7, ready to send the police. With Simply Safe, there are no long-term contracts and around-the-clock monitoring is only $14.99 a month. Go to simplysafe.com slash ringer and get a special 10% discount when you order today. To do that, Harry, you need to be safe. All right, let's talk about Major League Baseball. We've been avoiding it, but it's here, guys. And you know what? I don't mind. I started reading about it. I've watched games. I went to the Mets game the other day. It took me an hour and 10 minutes to go five miles here in L.A. God bless L.A. Uh, I get to my seat, the 7-10 start. I got there at 7.55. It was already 4 nothing Dodgers. The Mets lost 12 nothing. It was, it was easily the worst game I've ever seen. But we're still going to talk uh, baseball. Now, they have the division odds up. Um, they only had four of the six up, right? Am I right about that, Brian? I'm trying to say. Yeah, they didn't have uh, the NL East they didn't have up, right? Right. That's a runaway, right, with Washington. And they didn't have uh, the AL West with uh, Houston because they're up, what, like 12.5 games? Yeah, like and, you know, Washington's up 7.5 games as uh, of the time of this taping. And I think the Braves have won 7 out of 10, so they could put odds up for that. I don't I don't think the Nats are the runaway, they're saying. Now, Houston, what is that? They're they're up a ton. They're up like, I don't know, are they up like 12 yeah, games or something? Yeah, I think it's 12.5. 12 and a half. 12 and a half? All right, yeah. and, and Kekel's yeah. coming back and all that, so maybe you stay away from that. But we're going to examine the other divisions um, Cleveland, we're going to try to pick an underdog for each division. Cleveland minus 550 to win the Central. Boston even to win the East. The Yankees were on top there, but their their slide has uh, put them in second at plus 125. The NL Central has the Cubs at minus 500. And the aforementioned Dodgers minus 500 to win the West. Um, they just won. They had, lost, they had won 10 in a row. They just lost. What do you think, Harry? Who's your upset? You, you, you like that AL Central, right? The AL Central is crazy. I mean, look at those teams uh, where the Twins are probably the craziest team in baseball this year. Now, what year. do you mean? They should be mentally committed or just the way they play <laughs> is just weird? Um, well, I'll tell you the way they play because they are a half game out of first place behind Cleveland, yet they're 16-25 and 25 at home. They're 23-10 and 10 on the road. And their run differential this season, they are a minus 41. And, you know, working in the books, the sports books in Vegas for 14 years, people would come up and always say the one sport that they said is so easy to bet was baseball. And I couldn't disagree more because the worst teams in baseball still win one out of every three games. And I'm not saying the Twins are terrible. Obviously, they're in second place and a half game out of first, but... Everything has gone in the opposite direction of when how you're supposed to bet them. So if you're taking the Twins at home where they're a less a better price, you're losing. And on the road, you may be a little scared, and that's where they're winning. Right. And it's and I think as far as the casinos go, and uh, good for them. People have been losing betting baseball. Casinos haven't made money since October, but mm. I think they're waiting for the Indians to win and the and the Vikings and the Twins to lose and the same in the other central the Cubs to win and the Brewers to lose and it hasn't really mm-hmm. been happening at a great rate and unfortunately, well fortunately for the casinos, sports books, those teams play each other a lot. But all right, so Harry, what are you going to say is your underdog pick in the AL Central or somewhere else? 
It's not. It's going to be in the National League West with the Diamondbacks at 5-1, to one, my hometown Diamondbacks. I mean, <clears throat> they have a nine-and-a-half game cushion on the second wild card in the National League. They've, they're plus 114 in runs against this year. That's the second most in the National League behind the Dodgers. Goldschmidt and Jake Lamb are currently running 1-2 in the RBI race in the National League, and the starters uh, and the starters are hitting half their starters, excuse me, are hitting 290 or higher. I mean, the pitching has been really solid as well, led by Granke and Robbie Ray. And by the way, Darren, here's a stat for you. 40-year-old Fernando Rodney, who was awful to start the season, absolutely awful. In fact, they were, after a month, they were going to waive him, and they decided to keep him because they had injuries. In his last 17 and two-third innings, he's given up two hits total. He's been lights out. Yeah, his ERA is still spectacularly high, but you're right. It's because of the way he started, and I think the crooked hat has something to do with it. But you said something interesting. They're up 9.5 on the second wild card, and no one knows this more than me because I've been checking the Mets standings, and it's very depressing when you have a longer way to go to hit the wild card team than to catch your uh, division rival in first place. But that's the case for the Mets. But I know you don't want to have a one-game situation where you're knocked from the playoffs, but is there incentive I don't know. Maybe five to one isn't enough to win the division for a team who's definitely going to make the playoffs. Right. I mean, it's if you look at it. I mean, right now in the National League, it's three teams that are going to be in the playoffs from the West, and there's nobody even close. Right. I mean, it's uh, the Braves and the Cubs uh, are next closest, where. The Diamondbacks have 49 wins, Rockies have 47. And like I said, the Braves have only have 36, and the Cubs have 39. So right now, it's a runaway for the playoffs. They're already, uh, they're already going to be three teams from the West. Yeah, it's very weird. It could be a boring, yeah. boring ending to this. All right, Parlay Kid, who do you like as a division underdog? Oh yeah. So getting back to Harry's point, I mean, I don't know. It seems like every year, at least to me, um, you know, this year you have 10 American League teams sitting at 500 or better, six in the National League. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Harry's right. I mean, it just seems like uh, you already pretty much know who is making the playoffs in that division. Mm-hmm. At least you know who the wild cards uh, are probably going to be already at this point. But so I think the best value for me right here at twenty to one of the Baltimore Orioles. Mm. And I think Harry could give you some stats because Harry was sending me some stats about them in terms of they had twenty straight games where they gave up five or more runs. Crazy. Uh, something incredible like that. Mm, yeah. But you know, they're still only one game below 500. They're four and a half games behind, yes, the New York Yankees. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, their pitching has been terrible. Manny Machado is hitting 228. Chris Davis is at 226 and not showing his typical power. Um, that's going to turn around. I think eventually they're going to start playing to the mean. And that team is going to get better. They're going to get Zach Britton back. Soon, uh, uh, their closer I think is on uh, rehabbing right now. They'll be back soon, so I I could see the Baltimore Orioles making one. Buck Showalter is a fantastic manager; he's one of my favorite all-time managers, uh, and I think he'll get that team. So I'm not saying they're going to win the division, but I think sitting at twenty to one, they're a pretty good take right now. All right, Darren's a big Buck guy, big Buck guy, right? You you, you all the praise that Tory got over the years. You think should have been. Bled on you the got it. Absolutely, Buck, Buck Showalter was kind of the architect of that Yankee team up, uh, you know, through '95, and uh, you got to respect the guy who never takes his jacket off right. throughout the whole season. That's so, right. Yeah, you got to respect too. the guy like that. He got screwed in that strike strike season, and then then it uh, 
Yeah, it all Tori got all the accolades. Right, 94 season. Right. Yeah. All right, Brother Bry, what do you say? I think we agree on this. I think we have the same pick here. Yeah, we like the same team. Like, I didn't like many of these, but I thought the Royals were intriguing at plus 800. You know, they're uh, in the month of June, I think they're 15-7 and seven over the last 22 games, and they're currently at 500. So, And I know they're only, I think they're two and a half back from the Indians. So, mm-hmm. It looks like their bats have been getting hot lately. You know, right now they, you know, you kind of forget about them after they won the World Series just two years ago. That you know everybody thinks just feels like seems like they're garbage, but they still have Mustakas, they still have Kane, they have Hosmer and Perez, and those guys are pretty much all hitting. Vargas has been the best pitcher in the AL. I know he's 34. You might not be able to count on that, but they really, really haven't gotten much out of their other pitchers. And Gordon's been awful. So if they start getting a little bit more, I think the pitcher uh, Duffy's coming back soon. Right. I think it's good value at plus 800. And the, and the Indians really, I mean, they haven't been lights out either. So I wouldn't, I don't know. I don't love the Indians at minus 550, whatever they are. I'm with you. And I, the only thing I would add is they're you know, 15 and seven in June, and I think they're going to be buyers at the All Star break. So look, look out for the Royals. I mean, obviously. They know how to get there in uh, September and October. So, uh, yeah, Brother Brian, I agree there. All right, there's a couple more baseball things. You know, you could bet on which player will have the most all-star votes. On top bet, uh, they provide that prop for you, and they have other all-star props. Bryce Harper now is minus 1,200, uh, judged 4-1 to one to have the most votes. Um, there's a lot of weird stuff here. You could bet a player against player who will have more votes, but it seems like it's – George Springer minus 330 over Michael Brantley. Carlos Correa minus 400 over Francisco Lindor. But um, here's my question. Are are people voting for the All-Star game? Are they voting for All-Stars? Darren, you, you coach, you, you teach. Do you hear about kids on their phones voting? Now, yeah. That is a great question. Thank you. Thank I you got five kids. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got five kids. Uh, I, I'm around kids all day long. Right. I have not heard one kid mention anything about voting for an all-star game. And yet it's so much easier than the way we used to have to vote. So correct? much easier. Right? You'd have to go to the stadium, get the ballot, right? Yeah. You'd have to you fill it out, you, you drop it in a box. I think that's what I remember, at least. That's what it was. And, or, and now, or someone would have to go to the stadium and bring bring home ballots for right, you. Right. If your parents were in a good mood, Absolutely. you'd ask them for the stamp, and you'd mail it in, yeah. So my kids are baseball fans, right? right? They're baseball fans. I don't think, like anything else now, let's face it, Sal, mm-hmm. all these all-star games, whether whatever sport you're talking about, are insignificant. Nobody cares. Uh, we we Those three days in July uh, are the worst sports days of the year. Right. Right? So... Nobody really cares. Like now, my kids, you know, if Aaron Judge is in the home run hitting contest, they're going to care a little bit. Right. Okay. They'll watch that. They'll get into it. The MLB needs Aaron Judge in that home run hitting contest to go against Stanton. They need that for this. But aside from that, nobody cares. And that's just my opinion. No, I, I, I might be correct. No, but it, well, here's it's hard to it's hard to gauge because like in 1990, Canseco drew like two 2.3 million votes, and that was like. That was a big deal. So that was over 25 years ago. Since then, like we said, it's all computerized. You go, Darren, you, you go on and it tells you the stats. You used to have to cross-reference the, the USA Today sports section with your ballot. It was a real pain in the ass. It, it, and, and if you were doing it at the game, it was even worse. But now it's so easy. I think these guys should have 10 million votes. I know guys like uh, 
like like uh, you know Judge might hit like three and a half or something, and and uh, and Trout will be up there too. But, Absolutely. But they, they should have ten million votes. Some of these guys, I don't, I don't understand. I, I feel like they should have fifty million votes. I don't know. I I, I don't get it. Harry, will you say a hundred million? Correct me if I'm wrong. So yeah, can, should. But can you, can you vote? <laughs> you can vote as many times as you want too. Correct. You, you can vote thirty-five yeah, times. Uh, thirty-five times. Right. Wow. There That's you what go. I said. But Harry, you haven't voted at all. I haven't voted. No, I haven't. But last year I did. I did vote for the write-in, Darren. I wrote in, wrote in for uh, Jake Lamb last year. So I did vote last year. That's the other Throw thing. They make there. it fun. They they add the extra player uh, at right. the end there. Yeah. But what about you, but brother still, Bride? What do you, what do you say about this? Um, I would say like if a kid was smart nowadays, right? Wouldn't they start some like huge campaign or fundraiser based? They would look at these betting odds, right, and say. <laughs> I want to uh, I want to wager some money on one of these guys and yeah. then start a huge campaign for this big underdog to and hope he just wins, right? I can't believe I mean, it hasn't you, been if hacked. If you were doing a fundraiser for something, it, you could definitely draw a lot of interest. Sure. Sure, definitely. Yeah. Put it in the news. Have the actual player come there when, uh, and do something for the kid to be nice. I think it was a little it was a little shady back in the Ichiro years, right? Wasn't he? He was having he had way more than uh, I think he was even hurt and just like ran away with the a, a starting position or something because the votes were coming from sure. all over the place. So there is some, maybe we should be happy that people haven't figured this out but anyway go out and vote you can't complain about your uh your starters if you don't go out and vote let me look real quickly at um the best pitchers in the league and worst pitchers in the league in, in, according to money mccullers who just came back from the dl 12 and 2 plus 984 now i'm guessing this is if you bet a hundred dollars for every start kershaw 960 vargas 861 Kiko eight twenty three Sabathia seven fifty one. Does it seem like you'd make that much off him? It's it's weird, but he's ten and three. Uh, the the worst. Uh, yep. uh, Ikoff two and twelve minus ten fifty three. Tomlin five and ten minus ten ten. Nolasco minus nine twelve, and I think that's Matt Moore uh, four and twelve minus nine oh eight. The Mets are the best over team. The Indians are the best under team. Um, did I get that right, or I said that backwards? No, I think that's right. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's the best over. Yeah, that's it. So that's uh, that's it for baseball. A lot going on. Vote for the All Stars. Can I mention one baseball thing sure. right now? Sure, absolutely. All right, let's see if the jinx works. A uh, Cobb on Tampa Bay's got a no hitter after six. Let's oh really? Get, let's see if you can keep it. Oh no. Yeah, let's see if you can keep it. <laughs> what is a no hitter after six, Harry? What do you think the odds would be? To, to finish a no hit, I guess you'd have to take into account uh, pitch count and, and stuff after like that. After six, after six, yeah, you definitely would. But I would still say nine after more six, outs. Yeah, minus a lot of pressure too. Remember, so maybe still minus minus two forty. Minus two forty. That that it's no. That it's no. Plus, yeah, plus yeah, yeah, plus two forty to get it. Plus two forty to get it. Uh, that seems reasonable. That seems right. Reasonable. All right, listen, this brings us to our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino, where each week the Degenerate Trifecta and I, we set sail and we tackle make-believe gambling propositions related to sports and pop culture events. Darren and I, we get seasick sometimes, but we like the segment so much, we're going we're gonna to plow through this. Now, we have a few fake props here. Here's one of them. Will an NBA player... Ever throw a pregame ceremonial first pitch strike again? No is minus two forty. Yes plus one eighty. I saw like three this week just from the, from recent draft or draftees. 
that I, I couldn't believe they even walked on a baseball field. Like, mm. Darren, what do you think? Parlay kid, yes or no? Oh, boy, Sal. It, it's so funny because, Sal, we watched you throw out a first pitch at a Met game right. about two uh, summers ago, mm-hmm. and you nailed it, right? You stood on that mound. You threw that strike. You know, you threw a strike. I think I think the batter would have swung at it. And then you did your Jesse Orozco impersonation. You threw your mid up. You slid on the ground. It was awesome. Thank you. No, 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 no one you. knew. No one knew what the hell I was doing. But thank you. It was like a, It was before the game. It was like a Tuesday afternoon game, and there were like 400 kids from from camp. In the none of which knew who Jesse Orozco was. That's for sure. But uh, you guys were there rooting me on, and thank you. I I did my we best, and I, I threw from the mound. Like I, some of these guys throw from the grass, and they're not even coming yeah. close. Absolutely. You threw from the full 60 uh, feet, 6 inches. And now right. you watched the likes of uh, Josh Jackson this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw John Wall a couple of years ago probably throw the worst first pitch of all time. Right. Uh, you can even go back to Michael Jordan throwing one out at a Cubs game. He threw it over the catcher's head. It's funny. And, I'm, and he mm-hmm. played a little baseball. Yeah. I'm going to bring Tate in, uh, Tate know, Frazier, so. our producer. He said, we watched, while we were waiting for Harry to get his microphone on, we watched uh, <laughs> about 30 of these. Tate, yeah. what, 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 how many? Who else did we see there? Carl Lewis, right? Was really bad. We saw Carl what, Lewis, greatest oh, athlete Carl in the world. Terrible. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was really bad. The the Jordan one was the worst because he was like a five time champ coming off a championship. Yeah, Cra- crowd cheers for him, and then he throws it, and he just like kind of puts his head, puts his jacket back on, and just walks off. The crowd's kind of disappointed. Mm-hmm. So one time, people booed Jordan in Chicago. Yeah. Harry, what do you think? Harry, why is it so hard? The, the basketball players are tall. Their fingertips are already yep. three inches from the catcher's glove. Why is this such a chore? So true, but I'm still say, I'm saying no as well. I mean, basketball players, it's just they can't throw a baseball. It just doesn't look right when they do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it just doesn't look right. I mean, we were all at Darren's wedding and 20 years ago, right, Darren? That's correct, 20 years ago. 20 years wow. ago. I mean, it, like, it just doesn't look right, basketball players throwing a baseball. Darren actually getting on the dance floor and trying to dance, it just didn't look right. Oh, wow. It wasn't good. <laughs> it just didn't look right. Sorry, Darren, but it just didn't look right. Sort of the same thing. Oh, I, I, I... <laughs> I feel like he forced that in. <laughs> you, have to, you have to excuse him, Darren. He's still, he's still giddy from the pregnant no, uh, pit balls hitting on him. At your wedding, right? I, I think so. I think uh. so. Darren's song was How Bizarre, that right? If I remember correctly. Right. That was a, that, that was, was a good it. song. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Brother Bry, what do you say? Are there any other Steph Curry's out there? Curry goes on there, gets out there. I think he played baseball. He threw a strike, but he's saying yes or no. Uh, I'm going to say no. I mean, as long as you take out like the Pat Contentons of the world, like he was the guy who pitched for uh, Notre Dame. So as long as you take him out, right. I'm definitely going to say no. It's really weird, right? Because I know they have huge hands, so it's, I guess it's hard to grip the ball. But if, if we threw a ping pong, right? Mm-hmm we'd still be able to throw it straight, right? Their form is terrible. It's like they never threw even a basketball in their lives before. I, I just don't get it. Yeah, the Jordan one that Tate was talking talking about was great. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I would say with Jordan is at least his form was good. I mean, if you look at uh, Ball's form, Jack's form, Paul Pierce, even when he did a Dodger game, was awful. It's just mm-hmm. it's just embarrassing yeah. how, how bad. Dirk Nowitzki was just playing in a recent like charity basketball uh, base, uh, baseball game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He hit a ball and ran down to first base, and he looked like he could barely run. Yeah, he kind of ran. This guy runs up and down. Have you seen that footage? It's terrible. Ezekiel Elliott made fun of him. uh, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, terrible. It's it's unbelievable. I will, I will say, I think if you look, if you looked at, uh, I think Chandler Parsons was the one video that I saw that he actually looked like he threw well. He was good. Yeah. There were yeah, some good ones. Like he threw like an eighty mile an hour fastball. Take- and Charlie Villanueva. Yeah. There are some good. There are a couple good basketball that around the league. Tate, what did we see? Odell threw hard and, yeah. and threw it in there. Each yeah, time. it was like Odell Beckham, Russell Wilson. It was like guys that you would expect that have obviously played baseball. Right. That were that were really. But good. otherwise, you just wonder where are these guys. I mean, I'd like to see some of these guys bowling. Are they just bouncing it into the lane? Three, three in, into the into the gutter. <laughs> three feet in front of them. It's interesting. All right. Question number two: in The Riverboat Casino, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Who will be next to win a championship, the New York Knickerbockers or the NHL's Las Vegas Golden Knights? Sounds like a joke, but if you think about it, it might be close. Golden Knights I'm having as a minus one-and-a-half-year favorite. Brother Bry, what do you think? Um, it's probably going to be minus 200 that I'll be dead before either of these two teams <laughs> win, I think. Uh, but it's so. De- I, I'm definitely going to go with the the Knights here. I mean, it's so depressing to be a Knicks fan. You know, myself and Darren are huge Knicks fans. We had a chance to draft Monk or Smith, and we took Nilakina. Uh, we, you know, we passed up on like two. Well, one of the two are going to be star players, and we probably got a a decent guy. We haven't won a championship in 44 years. It's not going to happen for another uh, 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least with the the Las Vegas Knights, is you know. The team they assembled from the draft the other night, at least it's some legitimate players. Mm-hmm. I know they got a lot. Like you said earlier, they had three first-round picks, so that's going to help. I could see them within a few years making the playoffs, and as long as you make the playoffs in hockey, I mean, that's, that's all that really matters. You have a good chance of winning it. I will say uh, a couple stats, though. Since 1991, there's been nine expansion teams, and two have won it. That was Tampa won it 12 years after they became an expansion, and then the Ducks won it 14 years later. Right. Well, the, and uh, I know the pan the yeah, you the don't... Panthers too were in the finals like three years after. Mm-hmm. Three Which years is... after, that's correct, yeah. Brian. So, yeah. yeah. So wait, so the Hurricanes? So I'm taking what, the night. When were the Hurricanes in expand? Because I had them written down too. Were they? Did they well, win? They were the Whalers. They were the Whalers, and the Predators were uh, okay. So you're not going to count those two teams, but um, but yeah, no. All right, so you're taking Golden Knights. Yes, I'm taking the Golden Knights way way before the Knicks. Parlay Kid, our other Nick fan here. What are you saying? Now, this is an easy one. I think you have to take the Golden Knights, which I think, if you, first of all, if you're coming up with a new name, the Golden Knights are the best you could come up with. Right. Like that's, I don't really like that name, right? So, But I I, so I think this. Right? I was out, uh, we were out to eat with our uh, buddy Alec last night, yeah. Brian and I. And uh, Alec knows a lot about uh, basketball. He, he thinks he does. He thinks he does, yeah. 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 Well, you know, he played professional basketball in El Salvador. Right. He was the only so, one. I mean, I, yeah. True. That's, that's true. It's a true story. True story. <laughs> true story. I, I didn't realize that. So he does have a lot of insight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were talking about a culture. And the Knicks culture right now is terrible. It's awful. Uh, no free agents want to come to the Knicks. What free agent didn't want to play with the Knicks at one time? Now, nobody wants to play for the Knicks. They're talking about still going after Derrick Rose in free agency right now. Right. It's pathetic. Uh, you you got to like the Golden Knights. Like Brian said, hockey seems, listen, you can be an eighth seed and make it to the Stanley Cup Finals, right? So yeah. I definitely think the Golden Knights will make it to, uh, will win a Stanley Cup before the Knicks win an NBA championship. I'm sorry to say that, but right now, 
I feel like the Knicks are just dead in the water. K- even with KP, I feel like this is a team that is just, uh, you know, dead men walking. Right All right. Now. Harry the Horse, what do you say? You agree with you agree with the brothers? I'm uh, I'm all on board with the brothers. You know, uh, if anyone knows me, I bleed Syracuse orange. Mm. But as long as Carmelo is on the team, they will continue to be a pathetic team the way they play. I mean, I've always said he's a cancer to a team with having to focus on his one way playing consistently. Meanwhile, uh, with expansion, you know, the Knights have assembled uh, a nice team grabbing like 23 goal scorer James Neal from Nashville and like we mentioned before uh, yeah. Mark Andre Fleury from the Penguins without playing a game yet Las Vegas's future is shining way more brighter than the, than the Knicks are whoa all right I'm gonna I'm gonna like it, I'm gonna play devil's advocate here now I understand why the Knicks fans are so upset but and as brother Brian said two only two of nine expansion teams about one in the last what was it 24. 25 years since 92? Is that it? Uh, 90, yeah, 91. I'm taking the Knicks well, plus, the- plus a year and a half. I think, look, you look at the 2006 Golden State Warriors, no one thought they would win for another 10, 12, 15 years. They had a 12-year playoff drought. Look, I understand the Knicks have to get rid of the Dolans. They have to get rid of Phil Jackson for this to happen. I don't think Carmelo Anthony is going to be anywhere close to the picture when this happens. But I will say the Knicks – We'll win a championship before the Golden Knights. I'll take the year and a half. Let's. Uh, I know. I'm sorry, guys, but but really, I'm, I'm always right about these things. Uh, <laughs> let's go to the third one in Captain Morgan's make believe Riverboat Casino prop number three. Derek Carr, brother Bride's big Raiders fan, signed a 125 million dollar deal with the Raiders last week. Who is the next quarterback to pass that 125 million dollar number? I have Breeze at two to one. I know that sounds silly because he's an old man. Rogers five to two. Mariota four to one. Prescott six to one. I listed Winston at nine to one. Wilson twelve to one. Maybe too high. Big Ben fifteen to one. Three hundred fifty to one. Kyle Sicoli, the Parlay Kid's son. He has a chance. Two thousand twenty nine. He's up for uh, renegotiation. What do you say, Harry the Horse? I think there's a lot of value in Jameis Winston at nine to one. Uh, Tampa is on a verge of being a very dangerous team. Winston went in his rookie season. He had 22 touchdowns. He had 28 last year in his first season with with uh, offensive-minded Dirk Cutter as his head coach. You know, we all know he went to Florida State, so he's a Florida guy. Uh, things, you know, it, it's it makes him uh, with having Cutter as the head coach so now in their second year together where they can really gel and attack defenses, be aggressive and put up bigger numbers. Uh, if Tampa can find a way into the playoffs in which they were alive, I think last year for a wild card up until the final game of the season, uh, Jamin Winston, James, Jameis Winston has a legit shot to get that monster payday. All right. And crab legs are so expensive now. He needs, he needs that money. <laughs> uh, brother. Soda. Yes. Soda too. Brother Brian, what do you think? Well, I think what's going to happen is this year, right, Stafford's probably going to break Carr's record, or at least it's going to be right around the same type of contract. Mm. But this is just like a repeat like QB carousel, right? It just goes to the next guy, and then I I don't know about Breeze. Maybe I wouldn't say Breeze because he'll probably get a short deal. But you're going to go to Rod. You're going to go to Mariota and Winston. Those guys are going to both start getting like $30 million a year, and then Rodgers is going to, you know, He'll get 35, and Matt Ryan will get 35, and then Wilson. You know, it's just a constant cycle. I don't think anybody's going to be able to keep 
it's like uh, you know the UFC women's title or mm-hmm. like a WWE. Title. It just changes hands all the time. So it's it's just one after the other. So Harry has a good pick there with Winston. I think he's definitely at some point in time and. In 2019, going to have the highest paid contract as long as he signs after Mariota. Right. So it could come down to a matter of weeks there. But wait, so you think Stafford will uh, eclipse that even before? I didn't even have him on the list. That's interesting. Yeah, I think they're saying he's probably going to get about the same contract. Maybe uh, instead of 25 million a year, maybe like 26 million a year. Interesting. So that's what I'm hearing. All right. That's I, what I, was I thought he'd be under 125 million. I guess he's not as old as I thought. He's like 29. He'll be uh, 30, I guess. Uh, well, not until the next season. Yeah. But, uh, Darren, what do you think? Parlay kid. Well, I hope Stafford's not the next guy. I'm not a, I'm not a huge Stafford fan. I think he's a gutsy kid. But, um, you know, I don't know, if the, again, are these guys, are any of these guys worth that much? Uh, Carr might be. Uh, Rodgers is certainly. Uh, you know, you have him sitting at 5-2 uh, to two, mm-hmm. uh, uh, right, right here with Rodgers. I think Breeze. I just don't think uh, I think he's just going to be aged out at that point to get that type of contract. But Rodgers, right, I think Rodgers will he'll he'll eclipse all of that, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's inching up to thirty million dollar a year contract. Right, uh-huh. I could see him uh, five years, uh, one hundred and fifty million at some point, and uh, maybe rightfully so because I think he's head and shoulders above some of the guys we. We've already mentioned here, so, and I guess you give him five uh, years. Aaron Rodgers next step. Right. So, they, how, what did Romo get? Did he got he got the six year deal? Or what, what what was his deal? There? He got the six year deal. Uh, at the time, it was uh, it seemed like uh, his contract was was large, but then right. you know, if you look back over the last year or two, it would have been it was the middle of the pack salary. I mean, we mm-hmm. know one guy who's not getting this, and that's Eli Manning. Am I correct, Harry? <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> Sorry, he still, he still has two rings, Darren. Right? Last time I checked, he should he should Absolutely. sell those. He should two, sell two those more, for hundred more than Super Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling this would happen. Uh, all right, so Rogers, yeah, it's just a matter if they give him the five years, and I guess they would five years for. Um, I would say I'm going Mariota there. I think yeah, it probably comes down to what which week these guys sign, but I think he gets them to the playoffs and he he pulls off like Andrew Luck type numbers. And they certainly have the cap room because they don't overpay anyone really on that team. I say five years, 162 million is the next. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, 152 million is the next 25 plus million dollar contract. That's another week of Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. He does. Captain's orders. Uh, let's go to our mailbag for a second. We have a lot of nice mail coming from everybody. Uh, cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. Um, let me read this. Hello, Cousin Sal. I love the podcast. I live in Ottawa, so I'm a big Sens fan. It's been fun listening to hearing your hometown on your podcast and listening to Americans say Ottawa. I thought we said that right. I don't know. The Sens put Ottawa on the map this year. My question is, I put money on the Penguins in Game 7 and 1, obviously. I'm still not over the Sens loss, but winning money helps. What's your take on betting against your team like the Cowboys so if they lose, you win money, but if the Cowboys win, you're happy about the win, but lose money? I get it. Kyle Desermal. Well, Kyle, listen, I don't like betting against the Cowboys or my favorite team. When I did picks on SportsCenter, I think for two years – you know, 16 weeks each, actually 20. I did the playoffs probably 40 weeks. I think I only went against them once or twice. 
But I'm not going to say I would never do it. If I'm down like $1,700 and they're playing the Sunday night game and I know they're going to lose, I, I'm more likely to put the other team in a teaser so that I can win both ways. Maybe they're getting points, but I'm not completely against it. I think gambling is my first love. I think my team is my second love. <laughs> I hate that I feel this way. I really do. I feel I feel like my fantasy team creeps into that area too where I care more about that. and It, it shouldn't be because you're – the team you root for is your oldest interest, and that's how it should be. So I'm not above betting money against my team, but I pick my spots, and it, it certainly doesn't feel good. Brother Brian, what do you think? I I hate it. I hate it. I mean, it kind of feels a little bit like a scumbag move because what ends up happening is if you put money on it, usually you're rooting for the money, like you said with the gambling. So I hate yeah. doing it. I'm I'm okay with doing it if your team's terrible and it, you know it, the, the game doesn't really matter anyway. But if you if your game means something, I hate uh, I hate that. Mm-hmm. I, I I think I rarely do it with with the Raiders sometimes. But again, they were terrible when I was doing it. If if I was doing right. it, right, brother Brian, like what do you say? Uh, I'm sorry, the Parlay Kid. What do you think? Well, Sal, I did this once. Mm-hmm. It happened last year, late in the season. Uh, like I was struggling, and I put uh, I put the Giants on a parlay over the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whoa! And the Giants won, and I hit big, Sal. I hit very big. Yeah. And uh, I was in the uh, you know got me out of the red, put me in the black for the rest of the year. Right. And um, I, uh, listen, you know the Romo years, I never would have done that. Uh, the, my loyalty to Romo was, uh, you know, unmatched at that point. But uh, hmm. to Prescott, um, you know, I, I'm going to be loyal to Prescott. I don't know if I'll ever really do that again, though. I think that was just a one-time thing. I thought the Cowboys had such a long run of wins. I thought they, I just knew they would do for a loss. And uh, I hated to, you know, you put betting the Giants. The Cowboys fan was terrible. But uh, it worked out for me, but I don't think I'll ever do it again. It is kind of um, – it's, it's awkward, very awkward. Yeah. Harry, well, you would do it in a heartbeat, and you continue to do it, and you don't you don't care. No elite. No, no. I I actually agree with Brian. Where uh, if your team is terrible, then if you're in that position, okay. But Kyle, I feel for you, and I understand what you're saying. That's why for everyone out there, Kyle, the, the, Kyle, Kyle Desormo. Oh, I see. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they, I forgot about Kyle. Yeah. Um, Forgot about Kyle. Uh, um, that's why the the four of us plus six other guys for everyone who's listening out there have had the same. We've had the same fantasy football league for what twenty five, thirty years now. We have and uh, ninety four, and no one's yeah. left, and everyone's still in there. And that's why I despise. Obviously, I despise the Cowboys. So that's why in a situation sort of like this, when it comes to fantasy, I just never draft Dallas Cowboys, no matter what, no matter who's on the board. I won't take a cowboy because I don't have to root for him to score touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So in that aspect, it it pay. It, I I'm not doing it. Right. And how is that well, paid? Last when was time what, you won ex- fantasy football? Exactly. That's the big question. Well, it's uh, well, it, it, it's the same thing as if betting your favorite team. I'm going against. I'm not taking any cowboys, so I don't have to root for them in a in a way where the money's at stake. So if you have a top three fantasy pick, Harry, this yep. year, and one no. or two go, Ellie, I'm not taking Elliot. Elliot's no, I'm not there. Him. You don't take him. I don't take him. That's no. stupid. That's just dumb. Now well, that I saw him naked well, on ESPN, again, I, saw him, I saw him naked. Definitely not. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's move on from this. His thighs uh, are bigger than mine. <laughs> I don't know. We got maybe he'll. Maybe we should weigh him at the animal hospital and see for sure. Not his calves, though, Harry. That's true. Yeah. 
All right, guys, if you're like me and you're not so great at planning ahead, I've got good news for you. There's this awesome app called Hotel Tonight that helps you find amazing hotel deals at the last minute. It sounds counterintuitive, but unlike flights, hotel rates usually get cheaper at the last minute, and Hotel Tonight helps hotels sell their unsold rooms, allowing them to pass those deals along to you. These aren't last resort places. They're actually cool, top-rated hotels you want to stay in. Perfect for a spontaneous getaway or finally going on that trip you've been wanting to take for a while. Because even though the app's name is Hotel Tonight, you could book up to a week in advance. All it takes is 10 seconds, just three taps and a swipe. So get in on these killer last-minute deals and download Hotel Tonight. And that way you're not stuck like Harry was in a $19 a night hotel room in Costa Rica. God knows what goes on at the pool. Right, Harry? Uh, yeah, I'll leave it at that. We're going to get your phone, and we're going to download Hotel Tonight on it. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, let's talk best bets. Not a lot out there, I agree, but you could find something. Brother Bry, what do you like for your best bet this week? Yeah, this week I like uh, Portugal to win the, the Confederation Cup at uh, plus 200. Right now, Germany's also plus 200, Chile's uh, plus 225, and Mexico's 5-1. to one. It seems like, I don't know if you guys have been following, and I can't believe I've been following soccer, but um, right now I think the Chile team has not been playing well at all. Germany has a really young team. They're not playing with a lot of their stars, so I don't really like them in this at all. Portugal seems like they're here to try and win this thing. They have all their stud players playing, so I think that's good value at the 2-1. to one. I know they will be playing Chile tomorrow, so uh, that is, that's going to be a close game, but I, I think they'll pull it out. All right. God bless you, Brother Bry, for doing that research. But uh, in these, <laughs> these tough times. But yeah, no, I know how painful that is with I, soccer. For absolutely. Me, so. And I, uh, but here's what I did. I went one worse. I, I bet Portugal and Germany to win this, this Confederations Cup at two to one, <laughs> hoping that they meet in the final. They were both two to one odds. So uh, congratulations to Chile on their championship. But uh, Harry the Horse, what's your best bet? Well, uh, there's no line out yet, but in two days there will be. And I'm going to take the Arizona Diamondbacks again to win uh, the series this weekend over the struggling Colorado Rockies in Phoenix. Uh, the Rockies have lost six in a row. Meanwhile, Arizona is 19 games over 500 at home and have Robbie Ray going on Friday, who's third in the National League in strikeouts. Zach Greinke going Saturday. He's been rolling. And a very underrated Taiwan Walker is starting for the D-backs on Sunday. Day Walker's won three straight starts and has gone at least five innings in nine of his last ten starts. So give me the Diamondbacks. I'm not sure what the price is yet. Like I said, I'll find out in a couple days. But I'm going to take the Diamondbacks to beat the Rockies in the series this weekend in Phoenix. All right, it'll probably be one minus one fifty or less. They don't make those. They don't make those too high, even if it is uh, overwhelming. And which that's a good matchup anyway. Parlay kid, what do you say? I don't even. Is there anything left to make Uh, a parlay with? Well. Well, that's the thing. So I'm going to steal a little of your thunder because I know what you're going to be going with. That's so, right. But I have to put a parlay together, right? Yeah. So because this, what else can you parlay this weekend? This you don't have to. Problem. You you were the one who gave yourself this dumb nickname. But whatever you want to do. <laughs> I, I really, I should be called the piece of shit kid the way I've been. Uh, <laughs> the way my I like that. Done, let's so. let's try that for a while. You know? Let's see how many weeks that goes. I like it too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's just go with Pacquiao and the under in the fight. Uh, it's plus one twenty eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Freddie Roach is saying that Pacquiao is, uh, he hasn't seen this Pacquiao in seven years. Right. Uh, he's fighting a school teacher, so I'm, I'm assuming he's fighting a guy that probably is like me. 
Right. Uh, and uh, so let's just assume that Pacquiao is going to knock him out early or somewhere before, uh, you know, round eight, possibly. And uh, he'll win the fight. So plus 128 Pacquiao and the under. All right. You heard it straight from the piece of shit kid's mouth. Pacquiao and the under is, <laughs> is the parlay. And then the school teachers aren't uh, supporting each other. Something's wrong there. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, there and I'm going Pacquiao. I'm going under 11 and a half rounds. That's even, and that is scary. Is it, brother? Is it? Has he really not knocked out anyone since 2009? Has it really been eight yeah, years? Been, yeah, it's been a while. Cody. Right? I mean, all those fights, the Brad, the Bradley fights, all Ugh. those things, right? I mean, no knockouts. Here's although I, 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 yeah. I this guy's no good. He's not right. He's beaten seven Australian fighters that no one's heard of, and a guy from Thailand. That's his last eight fights. And Freddie Roach said he would encourage Pacquiao to retire if he doesn't win. If he loses, I think he's going to want to win decisively. This game's on ESPN on Sunday. They're trying to strike a deal. He's got to kind of look impressive. He's let us down before where he's just gone through the motions. But I'm going even odds under eleven and a half rounds. This is this is going to be over before then. I think in the sixth or seventh round. So those are our best bets, and that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. If you have a wild gambling story you feel will make you eligible for our Degenerate Gambler Hall of Fame, or you want to introduce us to a fake prop, or you just want to drop us an email, send it to cousin Sal Against All Odds at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter at the cousin Sal. For the Degenerate Trifecta, I'm Cousin Sal saying happy handicapping. See you, fellas. Nah, nah, nah.